This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? My name is Peter Matelman. What would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? Well, I've enjoyed a 27-year career uh, dancing and I love to teach. I love to choreograph. Um, by myself originally and with my partner Allison Biggs and we've been blessed to have several or quite a few dances that have become classics or popular dances so I guess I probably look at it as being like a hit maker to create dances particularly in, in Europe, the UK, um, uh, we've traveled all over the place um, and hopefully the dances will travel with us. Hmm. How did you get started in line dance? Well I had no dance training and I had really no interest in dance except for um, I grew up and when I came of age sort of like 18, 19, it was the disco era and I just really liked it. I liked the music, I liked the dancing and I was just sort of natural at doing it and then um, I had an interest in it from there but through my work, I used to work for the City of London in London, Ontario, Canada uh, in recreational services and um, I would hire um, the different instructors different programs and one year the seniors wanted country line dance program and I didn't know what country line dance program was because they had just like a traditional line dance program which I knew what that was and I had to research it and try to find an instructor I couldn't find one long story short like I was given some videotapes I looked at it and thought this isn't too difficult while I'm searching for somebody I will just teach this myself gets me out of the office for one day a week for a 10-week program in the summer and it just went, fell into place from there hmm. and um, I found out that I really enjoyed doing it I really liked to teach it um, and then I started to work in country bars I worked for the city teaching classes and it just snowballed hmm. um, and then finally I guess the biggest thing that happened in a short period of time was I put together a little show team of the senior dancers and we did a huge um, sort of like a trade show convention for um, senior products and they performed on stage and when the performance was finished all these people came up to me and said you know oh my gosh you know who put that together and I said I did and I was inundated with like offers like from cruise ships etc will you come teach will you you know come teach da line dance you know we have to have you on your ship and that from there I started to think to myself hmm maybe I could have a real career at doing this so it just fell into place from there wow living the dream I did yes I'm, I'm curious about a couple of things you mentioned. You, you mentioned um, Hitmaker and also that you work with seniors. And yeah. I, I actually teach a senior group at Brookdale Senior Living in Royal awesome. Park. And I'm curious, what are, what are some features of a dance that seem to have universal appeal? Because I, I know that, um, that there are some things that uh, I see that I find very impressive in, in line dances that I know my seniors just... Aren't, aren't going to be doing anytime soon, like stomp your feet with right. all the, the fast motions and yeah. everything like that. But there's some dances like pontoon, gypsy queen, those sorts of dances really, they, 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 they take over the world as far as uh, social dance floors. What, what common traits do those big dances have in common? I think I just said common twice, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if necessarily if there's a like commonality between them. I think different different groups of, of dancers like different things. So, for example, you'll have a, um, dancers like at this event here um, that like to do a lot of simple dances, and that's great. And I think it's not easy to choreograph a dance that's simple and keep it memorable. 
Um, I think you need to have a fantastic piece of music. That's a, a given. I truly believe that. I think there's a lot of people that respond to music as opposed to just dance. So if you have a really strong song, it'll encourage people to dance. Then you have groups of people that just want to dance, and it's the it's the dance that's important. The music's important as well, but it's the dance and what they're going to do, like with the movement. So things like stomp your feet or something like that, that's more challenging. I think that's more of a dancer's dance. Um, that's how I, you know, and so when I say hit maker, I would probably say that our, our talent, my talent, and Allison's talent is just to create dances that are popular for your every person dancer. I mean, dancing's evolved now. I mean, it's, it really has changed since when I started. So, I mean, like what people were looking for back then isn't necessarily what they're looking for now, but there's still so many different groups within line dance that there's different songs and genres of music and dance that will appeal to different groups. Um, so, and I think I think what's really important as well for a lot of, especially the easier dances, is are they easy to teach? Because a lot of teachers um, are hobbyists, they're not necessarily professionals, and they don't have a lot of time, so they want to find a dance they can learn quickly and they can teach. So something like, um, um, Gypsy Queen you mentioned. Um, that's a relatively simple dance, but it's, it's got some memorable steps in it, and it's an easy teach. And as a teacher, because Alice and I teach classes back in London, um, and it, it was one of those dances that you could teach, like, and they would remember it after about two or three weeks, which is great, because I mean, you don't have to like go over and over it. It's like the um, other one, the Boots dance. I can't think of the name of it. We've danced it a million times this weekend. Oh, Lonely um, Drum. Lonely Drum, yeah, Lonely Drum. That's another example. That's a really, really simple teach. And you can teach that one, and it's memorable. And after a couple of weeks, they can actually remember it, you know. And that's really important um, to find. I mean, and that, I always admire choreography. Another one is the Bop, choreographed by Kim Ray from the UK. As soon as that first came out, I thought that's going to be a hit because it's such an easy teach, relatable music, and you know, it's got something about it. And sometimes it's got that you don't know. It's it's an un, um, in, what's the word um, something. Not magic, not tan. I guess not something that's not tangible. There's just something there that everything comes together, you know, and fits together with the music. Yeah. It's like clap snap. It's really, really clever choreography, you know. Um, it's and I look at that dance. And I really, as a choreographer, I like that. You know, I look at that and I think, you know, the choreographers have taken that and they really, really have worked with that piece of music. You know, they've captured all the nuances. Um, and so for me, I, that's a great, great dance because you know it really hits everything in that song. Mm -hmm. How do you hit parts of a song with your dance that you set to it in ways that haven't been done before? How do you stay fresh and creative and clever? Is there any source of inspiration that you find? Um, any, any outside of dance hobbies that make you think differently? Or is it really just a matter of playing with it over and over until something comes out of it. Yeah, I think it's more playing with it over and over. I think I know that the way Alice and I work is sometimes we'll, if we're working on something, it's always music driven. Like it's always, it's always a piece of music. It's you hear something and you think, wow, that looks like you could choreograph to it. And then we phrase it out. And if the phrasing is doable, like if it doesn't have like, I mean, people will do tags and restarts and phrasing up to a point, but if it's crazily phrased, you sometimes think it's just it's just too much. So you got to pick a piece of music that you can work with that you really like. And then I think what we what we do is like we'll play with it for a while. And sometimes things will come. And I've I've learned now over the years that if something doesn't come 
to force it, you can force it, but it's better if you don't. It's better if you just let it sort of marinate in your brain. And I think what I will do is I'll have like, we'll work on little bits of it. And you have little, you write, I've learned how to write things down. <laughs> Usually I didn't have to write things down, but now I write down little, little jot little, little step patterns down. And then I think what happens is I just, I, I think it's in the back of my brain and I'll do something else, you know, whatever. And then, and I'll, and Allison will say jokingly that I actually, da I dance in my sleep. Um, you know, and I have done that before. I've woken up, you know, from a sleep and in the morning and there's like steps in my brain from adding on to what we had before, you know? So I think in my, for me, I, I think that um, subconsciously I'm thinking about it and, you know, and then you go back to it. So say nothing is coming and then, except for something, you, you, you go back onto the dance floor and all of a sudden, bang, bango, it's there, you know? Um, so that's the way that sort of we work. Mm. Um, but, um, but, I mean, you get inspired by a lot of things. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I've always loved um, theater. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I was in theater actually when I was, you know, a, a teenager and I was in musicals and I was in... And I have a music background, so I love music, um, and a love of music makes it easier to choreograph because you can break the music down in terms of the rhythm and easier than I think someone doesn't have that background. And that's when I first started way, way back. That was one of the advantages I had because I could break the music down probably differently than other people and hear different things in music than other people could. So that probably gave me a leg up at that time, you know. I mean, everyone's gotten a lot cleverer now, let's be honest. I mean, there's there's so much competition out there and everyone starts to know the same tricks to do mm. to, you know, to do it. So, and competition's great, don't get me wrong. I think it's I think it keeps everyone sharp, mm. you know, and um as I said, I always admire um, good choreography. You know, Alice and I champion it all the time. Because, I mean, you know, like, everyone knows there's, you know, every day there, I don't know how many dances are released mm. in the world, but you go on the list, the various ones on the internet, and you see all these dances produced, and there's just no way they're ever going to be done, um, you know. Um, and it's a shame, because there's so many... I, what I liked about dance is I've always encouraged it. I, I truly believe that if people want to choreograph, I think if someone wants to be creative, it's a great way to try to be creative. And, and I would never knock anyone for trying it. You know, I know people say there's too many choreographers out there, and you know, and you know. But I think that anything that gives somebody artistic license to do something like that, I think, is great. That unleashes something in somebody, and you just never know. I mean, I think sometimes people just want to choreograph to give it a try. They're not necessarily looking for a hit. They just want to give it a, a, a try. Um, and, and again, I think, as I said, the, the disappointing thing, I think, is there's just so many choices out there. People don't know what to do. And the reality is, is that you have all these dances coming out, but no one could ever go through them all to actually, you know, to find one. And there's a lot of hidden gems out there. I'm sure there is. And people have said to me before, you know, with your track record, and, you know, what does that give you? And I said, really, all it really gives, Alice, oops, all it really gives... Allison and myself is um, it gives us a leg up in the sense that people know us right so that we have like we have a past you know and so if there's a whole list of dances being done by people and they scroll down it if they see names that they know whether it be Rhea Voss or you know whoever Donk whatever they know dance they've done by them so they can relate to that choreographer and they know that they've got a track record and at least it gets you a look in I think that's what it gives us you know definitely yeah now, as somebody who's been involved in the, the scene for 27 years, you've seen the number of choreographers just explode. And I'm wondering, what are some ways that the whole line dance universe has changed over time that excite you or that uh, 
that make you curious to see what's next? And also, what are some of your favorite things about Lion Dance that haven't changed? What are some things that you think will never change about Lion Dance that make you happy that Lion Dance is what it is? Right, well, I think we'll answer the questions in reverse. So oh, I would it. say, <laughs> I would say for um, things that I've always liked about Lion Dance is it's, um, it's a great pastime um, for people. Um, it is a great um, source of exercise for your brain and for your body. Um, it's a great way to meet people and have lasting friendships. Alice and I have met so many wonderful people from all over the world that we would have never had the opportunity to meet. Uh, we've made some lifelong friends through dance, you know, and having a common passion with people I think is great. And you, the fact like where we are now this weekend at the um, Vegas Dance Explosion, you can meet, you see people. I mean, I haven't been here for several years. The number of people that I've seen that have come up to me and said, oh, it's really great to see you back. And, you know, we haven't seen you. And you have, you know, um, a, a rapport with all these people. And it's like having a huge dance family. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but it isn't. People really, really have um, great friendships in dance. So I think that that will never change. Um, and what was your second question? Was it about what? What exciting changes uh, have you seen from the beginning of your time right. in line dance to now that uh, maybe you'd like to see more of? I think, well, I mean, it's, a, it's evolved. Like line dance has evolved. I mean, from a lot of people's perspective when they came into it, it, it came, they came in through the country genre. And so those dances were different than they are now to a certain extent. I think everything's evolved. Like everyone's taken, gone from country and it's just expanded. And I think line dance has absorbed so many different other types of dance. So you've got like Latin style and you've got like a hip hop style, um, you know, and you can see different. It's like, it's like you're taking step patterns from different, you know, you know, from Hollywood musicals and all kind of things just being put together in different ways. And that keeps it fresh. And I think it's really, really important that, you know, you can never, you can never stay static. Um, but there are people that if they want to dance country where they started from, one, they should be able to. And two, um, you know, there are, they are being catered for as well. Because, I mean, the smart choreographers will choreograph as, for as many different groups as they can. You know, because there's, I, I don't think you should pigeonhole yourself. You know, a good piece of music is a good piece of music, whether it's a popular song or a country song or a, you know, a soul song or whatever piece of genre music you like. Um, so, but it's exciting to see that people are doing it to different styles of music as well. Um, and because, I mean, that leads to the future of it. You know, where does it go? I mean, and that you really can't answer because it's sort of, it just keeps, it just keeps branching off, you know. Uh, I think the main thing is, is that we don't lose sight that it started off as a group um, activity. So people were dancing together in lines. That's the basic thing, line and dance. And that people want to all learn sort of the same dances, like that we don't get fragmented, so fragmented that you have little groups of people dancing one thing and then another thing. And because I remember when, we, when I first started, you saw everyone would dance everything. I mean, literally everything. And because, I mean, one, they didn't know as many dances, so there wasn't as many choices. Everyone was learning at the same level. It was like a learning curve. You know, a lot, most people start at the same time-ish. And so you had the floors were filled for everything because everyone was so excited to learn everything. Right. Um, and now you have so many choices of styles and choreographers. You don't have it the same because not, A, not everyone can learn everything because there's just so many choices out there. And um, not everyone wants to do all the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's a big change. Um, 
and whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, it's not for me to say really, because as long as people are having a good time, that's the most important thing. I truly believe that. Whatever makes somebody happy is what is what they should be doing. You know, no one should tell somebody you should do this, you should do that. I truly believe that they should be able to dance whatever they want to dance, regardless of what it is. But I really think that everyone should have the same opportunity to do that. That's what I would say. Hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. Okay. If uh, people wanted to contact you, what would be the best way that they could communicate with you? <laughs> Allison would say to contact her. <laughs> um, um, I, we have a web page um, in the UK. Uh, we are known as the Dance Factory uh, UK. So our, it's www thedancefactoryuk.co.uk that's our webpage uh, we're also on Facebook you can check me under I'm the only Peter Metallic I believe in the world wow <laughs> so so if you type me in you'll only find one how do you spell um, Metallic? it's um, M-E-T-E-L N-I-C-K okay. uh, my dance partner is Allison Biggs and um, she, you can contact her. She will always say to contact her because she knows that when all the mail comes in, I'll look at it and it kind of goes around and around and then she'll deal with it. So, um, but you can contact her as well. And um, yeah, that's probably the two best ways to contact. So I can give you email addresses if you want. Hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my email address, which is my name, Peter Metelnik, one word, dot btinternet.com. You can contact me there. Oh, so Peter Metelnik at uh, btinternet.com? Yes. All right. If there were a message that you could deliver to the entire line dance universe, all the millions of us who are listening out there in the world, maybe something for us to think about, something for us to consider doing or changing, what would you want to put out there? What would you want to broadcast out to all of us? <laughs> That's not an easy question. I would just say keep doing what you like to do and, and enjoy it because it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a fun pastime and I, I just don't think anyone should become too serious about it. I think if it becomes too serious and you lose the fun out of it, it takes that you've lost something. And I just think that we should all try to, um, I don't know, just dance as many of the same dances as we can so it's like a community. So everyone is like dancing as one. Um, I really believe that. And I said, as I said, these big events are really great as well because they cater for every different group, which I think is great, so that no one, no one is left out, you know? And, and every level can dance, and people that like different music can dance, and that's what it's about. And as I said, if, you, if it becomes too serious, as we say to our classes, like it's, you know, we're not, it's not brain surgery. Uh, you know, they're all coming in from after a hard day of work. They just want to enjoy themselves. And you want to make sure that they do that. Okay. And you mentioned different music. So I'm going to squeeze in a, right. one one question before my final question. Where do you find music? Where do you find oh. uh, the next big song? <laughs> you know, I look for it all over the place. Um, it's it's. I'm always listening to music. Allison says to me that you know that I'm constantly listening, and that's one of the reasons I think I got into it because I love music. I just love all styles of music. Um, I'm always listening to like um, sort of reading up about in trade magazines of what's coming out ahead of time mm. and um, you, I'll, you know, I'll sit on um, iTunes or something and sort of listen to different artists that are new. Um, the classic example I just gave of the dance I taught here, a new one of ours called Shake, Rumble and Quake, which I think is really taking off, 
is I found, you're going to laugh, but I found the piece of music. Um, I, I like watching um, lousy or crappy horror films, and Allison can't stand it. So she, go, she went to bed, and I was sitting watching this movie, and I think I dozed off, and um, it was on, it was on uh, pre-record, so I was fast-forwarding the commercials, and I must have dozed off and woke up to the, this commercial playing, and it was playing this fantastic piece of music in the background, and I went to myself, what the heck is that? And I stopped the commercial, and I rewound it, and I played it again. I thought, oh my gosh, and there was no credit for it, so I got out my phone, and I thought, okay, I think I know there's like lyrics to the song, so I was typing them in, and of course, you can find anything on Google, oh, yeah. and sure enough, I found the artist, Bonte, and the song, Shake, Rumble, and Quake, and I had never heard of the artist nor the song, so except for the fact that I had decided to watch a crappy horror film at two in the morning after class, I would have never found that track, and so there's an example of just finding something, you know, haphazardly, but it was a great find. Um, but I think a lot of the choreographers, I know people like Rhea Voss and Robbie McGowan Hickey, are good friends with them, and I know like people like them were always searching for the for new music and really good pieces of music. And it's like it's just I don't know, there's something about it. You just know sometimes when you hear a song, you think to yourself, this could be a hit. You know, you can never predict a hit. I don't. I really don't believe you can predict what's going to be a hit dance. Sometimes you you think to yourself, this could be, and it becomes one. But then other times, dances you create. You really like you don't like it, not like as much, but you, they've got potential. Those are the ones that take off. So it's hit and miss sometimes as to what becomes a hit. You know, you asked earlier on, sort of what, you know, how do you you know create something like, you know, a hit dance? And I think there's no there's no easy answer for that. You know, other than a fantastic song, and sometimes it's luck. You know, sometimes it's a lucky break. Um, classic example of that is when I was teaching in, the, in um, England, I can't remember what year this was now, late 90s or um, early um, knots, and I was doing an event in the south of England, and for whatever reason, I thought it was supposed to be an evening event, but it was afternoon, and Alison suddenly realized that we were supposed to be at this event and we were going to be late. So she contacted Karen Jones, who was running the event, that we were coming, but we were going to be late, and I hate to not be punctual, both of us do. So we were like cursing that we, so we were racing around the, on the M25 in London to get there. And so to waste time, she could choreograph a little dance that she debuted there just, just to waste time. And, and that dance is Islands in the Stream. And that dance became a classic hit. Wow. And, and she said, she had like, it was a huge, huge crowd. And she went on there, and I was, I mean, when I got there, she had taught it. And I remember I got there and I was so embarrassed for being late. And I mean, and she did the dance, and I was like, "Wow, that's a fantastic dance!" And she she put it out there because she was she just to waste time. And I thought to myself, "What a lucky, you know, lucky opportunity that was!" Because she had a huge audience for it, and I'm just really, really glad that she did. I mean, because that dance went on to be a classic, you know. And we always we've we've, we've laughed with Karen many times about you know how for, how fortuitous that was. I mean, I'm sure it would have been a hit anyway, but the way that it, the fact that it was debuted that way, you know, that was, you know, I think that's just an amazing story. Yeah, that yeah. dance actually closed out the night last night. There you the go. Ballroom. There you go. My final question Let's is... Let's natural. <laughs> and we're being photographed here on Line Dance Podcast. <laughs> that's a very nice phone, very nice camera as well. All right. Well, thank you for stopping I, by on oh, to the show. See you, oh, it's my so goodness. Nice to see you again. Likewise. Yeah, you, you just know why. Well, thank you so picture. much. All right. So we are, uh, we are here at Vegas Dance Explosion, <laughs> and I'm curious. This, uh, this can be drawn from, from dances that you've seen this weekend that can be from all of line dance history. 
What dance would you recommend everyone go out and learn right now? Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. I will say, for a variety of reasons, because I'll give this person a push, um, I always like to find dances that are sort of um, unknown. unknown. Mm. And um, this dance actually that we've taught to all our classes, and I've told some people here at this event about it, it's sort of a, I know like a Latin, Latin-y tracks are sort of popular now, so you've got dances like SGS. I taught a dance called Reggaeton Lento this, this weekend, the same kind of music. But this is a dance choreographed by Rep Ghazali from Scotland, and it's called Fiesta in Your Heart, and it's a little Latin groove dance, 32 counts, four walls, one restart, and it's got something about it that is really, really good. And it's a dance that I think should get more of spotlight. And um, I hope it does well for him. I know I put on Facebook that I taught it and he thanked me. Um, and I just thought, but I, I didn't do, I don't ever do it to get the thanks. I just do it because I love, I love what I do. And I love good dances. So I would recommend his dance. Great. All right. Well, thank you for, uh, for sharing that recommendation with those of us here on the show. Thank you. And uh, thank you also for sitting down, chatting line dance with me here online dance podcast at Vegas Dance Explosion. Uh, I guess we, we'd better hit that dance floor. We still have a whole go. lot of... I think we need, need to go left. dance. <laughs> All right, I'll see you out there. Take care.